Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. is from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, beginning verse 1. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature, 
we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to them. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Please rise for the gospel. St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you, God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Started off service with a little bit of bad news for us, but I hope that my message uh, today stills in us uh, where our divine uh, worth comes from and why God has chosen us, and even in that foolishness of God that he used, uh, does uh, support and maintain the ministry here at St. Paul's through the power of uh, his wisdom and by the power of the cross. Our text for this morning comes from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. This is our text. So 2,000 years ago, a group of wise guys went from Babylon to the West in, in the search of a new king. They had read in their libraries that a king would be born to the Jews and that a star would accompany his birth. They would travel west in the search of this new king. They ascertained that the king would be born in Jerusalem. I mean, it was only common sense that a king would be born in a kingly city. When the wise guys arrive, they don't know where to find the king. They're like tourists asking for directions. And so utilizing human wisdom, they ask the current king, King Herod, if they have heard about this newborn king. And of course, you know, King Herod, hearing about a new king on the block, is happy to hear about this, this news. Imagine the look on his face as the, as, uh, as the wise guys are uh, uh, speaking about uh, this king to him. So he asked the scribes where this king is going to be born. And it wasn't Jerusalem. It was some backwater town, Bethlehem. So the cunning Herod gives the wise guys directions. And he was only asking the returns to come back and tell him about it so that he too may come and worship this new king. So the star reappears and guides, it guides uh, these wise guys to the baby Jesus in Bethlehem where they give him gifts. But this encounter with the baby changes them. They no longer rely on their wisdom. And in a dream, God warns them about returning to Herod. So they don't, they don't go back to tell them what they have heard and seen. So, you know, thinking about all sort of the missteps that kind of went through the way and all the bumbling that happened, were these wise guys, you know, we call them magi or wise men, you know, were they truly wise? Paul writes, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So on the outset of the journey, the Magi, though wise by human standards with all of their learning, didn't understand the mysteries of God. They were only able to find Jesus through a star, an angel, and through the scriptures. It was only through God's grace that the Magi were able to find Jesus. Through their encounter with this infant, their lives are changed. They're no longer the same, and they can never be the same. For they have just seen in that infant the face of God. And you look at the scribes, right? They fare no better. You know, they could have followed along with the Magi, but they did not. 
You know, they knew the prophecies of the Messiah and the scriptures, and they even correct the wise guys bumbling in their bumbling attempt to find Jesus. And yet the scribes turn a blind eye to the one who was promised to them long ago, save the world from sin, death, and the devil. They had no excuse not to come and see the Messiah. See, both the wise men and the scribes demonstrate what Paul is saying in our epistle lesson. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. They don't get it. And they don't get it because they and all of humanity are by nature children of wrath. It's Ephesians chapter 2. They don't get it because they are spiritually blind and they are spiritually deaf. The wise men are blind. The wise men can't even make it to the right city to find Jesus. It would be like setting your GPS in the wrong parking garage in Chicago. You'd have to walk miles to get to the place where you actually want to go. And the scribes are no better. The scribes, when they hear the word of God, are deaf. You know, think about all the times they hear the word of God. They hear the word of God at the temple. They hear the word of God in the synagogues. And yet, they do not understand. This is to fulfill what Isaiah had prophesied long ago. Go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. And as Paul says in Romans chapter 3, no one seeks God. The point being is, is that the Magi were not seeking God, they were seeking a new king. But instead of finding a king, they find something way better. They find the Lord of glory. All of human wisdom and philosophy is rubbish, as Paul proclaims. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. You know, whether it be from the apostles' time until now, the church has been under constant assault from human wisdom. You know, whether it be the ancient Gnostics that denied the goodness of God's creation, to the modern-day rationalists that deny the inherency and inspiration of Holy Scripture, we, and we may fret about whatever assault the church is going through at the moment by philosophy, and there are indeed many now, but God promises that all of these things are doomed to pass away. They are marks of this present evil age. Human wisdom is not eternal. God's wisdom is. And though humans try, empty wisdom and philosophy cannot fathom or comprehend the mysteries of God. They cannot fill the Jesus-shaped hole in our hearts. And that is because Christ came to shame the wise. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. God chose an act of foolishness, sending his son to die on the cross, to shame the wise, to shame the discerning by becoming weak and despised. 
Yet to the ancient world, the cross was not seen as a, as a religious symbol as it is now. The cross was a sign of total and utter humiliation. In order to understand how foolish the message of the gospel would, 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 would be to someone in the first century, we would have to replace all of our crosses in the church with electric chairs. To the Jews, the Messiah was supposed to completely annihilate the enemies of God's people, and yet Christ died at the hands of the Romans. And to the Gentiles, they would have imagined uh, the Son of God to be like an Alexander the Great figure, or a Julius Caesar, someone of a great power and destiny, not a figure that was subjected to crucifixion. And this is why Paul says none of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. See, no matter how many miracles Jesus performed, no matter how many people he cured of disease, no matter how many people he brought back from the dead, the rulers of this age, whether it be the Jewish religious establishment or the Romans, did not know that they were killing their creator. They did not know that the cries and agonies of Jesus from the cross were the cries and agonies of one who loved them so dearly. They did not know because they were spiritually blind and dead. They didn't know that they were killing the one who created them. No matter how well educated they were, no matter how much they knew their scripture, they could not see in Jesus' face the God of the universe. And like those leaders, how has our vision been obscured? How often have we become blind and deaf to the words of our Lord? You know, for instance, how often do we think that once we've read enough of the Bible, that we've attended enough Bible study classes, that, that in, or that we have attended enough church services, that we have graduated from Christianity? Friends in Christ, Paul warns us here not to be puffed up by the human standards of wisdom, that somehow that if we accumulate enough knowledge that we can graduate from Christianity and not need Jesus anymore. This is a very subtle spiritual poison. It is like the coffer man that once confirmed thinks that they have graduated from the catechism because they've done all the memory work and they don't need to come to church anymore. I see a lot of our coffer mans out there and I, and I am very blessed to see you all here today. And, and thank you to see that uh, that message is with you. It's a very awesome thing. But the author of Hebrews warns against us for becoming dull of hearing. And this dullness sets in that we think that we are the masters of the scriptures, not the students. To be a Christian means a lifetime of learning about who God is and what he has done for us and how he works in our lives to bring the good news of Jesus. You know, he invites us continually to be taught by word and sacrament. You know, only through the illumination of the Holy Spirit in our hearts can we see who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Listen to Luther's explanation of the third article in the Apostles' Creed. What he says here, I believe that, that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. Now John says the same thing in his gospel when he says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound. You do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with anyone born of the Spirit. 
The point being is this, is that God has revealed this mystery to you. In his word, he has brought the revelation of Christ to you, his son. Paul says, for consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. You know, Paul isn't just talking about the Corinthian church here. He's talking about all you all. Out of all the people of the world, God chose you. God chose to love you. And he didn't choose us on a basis of, of categories like, well, we're good looking, so God chose us. He didn't choose us because we're the smartest people in the world that we can cram tons of information in our head, and therefore God loves us. He didn't choose us because we are rich and that we have a lot of stuff. He didn't choose us because we're strong and a mighty people or any other category. Quite the opposite. Just as God chose Israel because they were the weak, they were the weakest and smallest nation. So God chose us to show the glory of his power. God chose us to shame the strong and the wise ones of our age. He has given to you the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. And that is given to you now. And that secret was that God would become incarnate, die, and rise from the dead in three days to rescue his creature from sin, death, and the devil. And that secret that was once hidden in the council of the Trinity is now disclosed now to you in the present and is proclaimed in the message of Jesus Christ crucified. That is the only message St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School will proclaim. This faith calls us to spiritual maturity. As Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. Spiritual maturity is simply to have a childlike faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 19, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Now, don't think that this verse just applies to the children coming up for the children's message. This verse here, Jesus is talking about, not talking about just those children, but he's talking about all you all. Jesus is speaking about you. You are his child. This childlike faith means that we obey God's word, even when it is folly to those around us. And this childlike faith receives all the promises of God without question just as a child does not question whether uh, their parents will provide for them. And this cannot be done through human reasoning or strength, but it is through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. Human wisdom cannot change lives. Only the message of Jesus Christ crucified changes lives for eternity. It is a message that is folly to this, to this dark, dying, and decaying world. While the world looks at the foolishness of the cross, we know that the foolishness of, we know that God's foolishness is actually wisdom. That the cross is actually the wisdom and power of God. And look how God changes lives through, through his grace given. You know, Jesus changed the lives of the Magi. Their wisdom was nothing compared to the wisdom that they found in that infant child. He changed the life of, of St. Paul, the, the namesake of this institution. 
where Paul forsook all of his learning in Judaism to firmly grasp Christ. They looked to the martyrs who died for the faith, and they died knowing that Jesus is victorious over the grave, victorious over their grave. And now he changes our lives with his divine wisdom today through the power of his death and resurrection. He changes our lives with forgiveness, hope, and love. His divine wisdom surpasses anything this world has to offer. We have the mind of Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith until life everlasting. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.